With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right. Uh, Michael. Yes. When I say the, when I say the word Mercedes, yeah. what comes to mind? Well, probably the first thing that comes to mind is when I was a kid in Ann Arbor, Michigan, we used to go to the University of Michigan basketball games and we would go out to the parking lot and try to steal hood ornaments mm-hmm, off mm-hmm. the cars, right? Terrible. Yes. Like, like absolutely, you know, terrible thing to do. But what the ones you always wanted were the Mercedes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that says I, about you know, me, my family, my upbringing, but maybe it says something about the brand. Just for listeners to know, uh, I have a Mercedes hat on today. You do? I spent way too much money on it um, because all F1 merch costs an arm and a leg. I mean, can somebody at F1 throw Lily a couple hats? Why is she buying her own hat? Absolutely. And I think what we're getting out of this is that if someone from Mercedes, just like the corporation in general is listening, we would like hood ornaments, vintage yeah. hood ornaments in our possession. It's an iconic logo that's mm-hmm. been around for years and people recognize and, and believe it means driving, elegance, mm-hmm. performance, probably all the words their marketing team has spent billions of dollars beating into my head for 50 years. I'm sure they're really happy to hear that, exactly. that, that yeah. it's all it's yeah. all not been been for naught yeah. <laughs> that a singular yeah. person can can recall right. on a podcast. Right. So today on the podcast, this is part one of our two episode look into the Mercedes Formula One team. They have been one of the most dominant teams in a recent memory and maybe ever. And there's plenty to say about what's going on with them now. Let's hit it. From iHeartRadio and Sports Illustrated Studios, this is Choosing Sides. F1. Wow! 
So Mercedes has been in F1 in the modern era since 2010. However, they have obviously been doing car things for like a lot Mm -hmm. longer than that. So we're going to go all the way back to the 1930s. Mercedes was racing cars out there like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was actually something in the 30s in Europe called the European Championships, which is one of the kind of precursors to F1. And uh, the team actually won three titles during that time. Obviously, the European Championships took a backseat to a little thing called World War II. And uh, and then when F1 finally got up and running in the 50s, Mercedes actually won two world drivers titles in a row in 1954 and 1955. So everything's looking peachy, swell. They're doing great until uh, the year is 1955. And there is an endurance race that's really iconic called the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Mercedes is in this race. And uh, something to keep in mind is that um, safety and spectator protocols are not what they are like today. So you have people in this race, these spectators who are literally almost up against the the literal racetrack cheering for their teams. They're separated by some like makeshift wooden fences or like some hay bales. But it's really very... I feel like I know where this is going. Yeah. There's basically a multi-car pile up and crash. Disaster strikes at 125 miles an hour. LaVey's Mercedes collides and blows up. One of the drivers involved was a Mercedes driver. This crash sends massive pieces of debris from these cars into the spectator areas. In a few ghastly seconds, death wipes out whole families. LaVey is killed before his wife's eyes and some 70 spectators with him. Among the bodies, frantic survivors seek their friends. Skulls cracking, blood. The Mercedes was made partly of magnesium alloy, which blazes like a furnace. Yeah, it's violent. 83 spectators end up dying. Wow. Another 180 people are injured, wow. and this is still uh, one of the most catastrophic disasters in motorsports history. Right. Keep in mind, it was very normal for like two drivers a year to die in F1, yeah. like in the 60s, for instance. Like, yeah. like these, you know, this is just par for the course. But yeah, the, the the size and scope of this, and obviously combined with like some of the photographs that have survived, it's a pretty gnarly looking kind of blur of black and white photos. This is the 1955? Yep. It's the first thing that shows up when you put in 1955. All right, so images. There's everyone running to their cars for the start. Little did they know. And here's a picture that looks like it could be a World War scene. Yeah, it's... Fire, people screaming, yeah. And there's a whole bunch of bodies laying on the ground. Wow. Yeah, so it does lead to some some big questions and answers around, yeah, spectator safety, just general sports safety. For Mercedes, obviously, on top of the fact that their driver died in this very tragic, yeah. very violent and very public yeah. way, it's understandably, you know, a marketing and PR nightmare, right? To right. say, you know, we're the height of luxury and class and this and that, right. and now we're responsible for this, like, terrible, awful yeah. thing that yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercedes decides to nope on out of there. Oh, They're saying, we are piecing out of motorsports entirely. Entirely. Not wow. not just kind of Formula One, but like everything. We are Audi for the time being. And uh, they end up leaving for over 30 years and wow. do not enter any form of motorsports racing until 1987. Wow. OK. It's that dramatic uh, a change for them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Skip to 1994. 
they decide they are going to also start getting back into Formula One. Mm -hmm. So they do not enter a team, though. They do not try and build a team. Instead, they start supplying engines to certain teams that Mm -hmm. want them because Mercedes engines are highly coveted. They're they're really, you know, world renowned. And I think they also just like the idea of getting back into that aspect of R&D. I will also mention in F1, they often call engines, quote unquote, power units. So you'll hear that word. We call it a power unit, by the way, not an engine because the power unit is so much more than an engine. So that's Formula One journalist Tony Cowan-Brown. That's one of the reasons why so few OEMs go into Formula One. Uh, what? OEMs, so original equipment manufacturers. Okay, got it. And again, the engine is so complex today, and I won't even pretend that I can understand all the parts involved there. But there are two types of teams in Formula One. Every Formula One team out of the 10 teams is a constructor team, but not all teams a works team. And what I mean by that is a constructor team or what they call a customer team is a team that essentially builds their car, but they will purchase their engine and some other parts from another team. Because at a minimum, as the FIA states, which is the governing body, at a minimum, these teams must build their own car, which is what we call the chassis. It's interesting to look at the grid right now where you have Mercedes, who is eight-time constructor champion, who is a works team that builds their car and their engine and sells their unit. One of their customer teams is Williams, who is all the way at the back of the grid. So it's a nice explanation of there is more to it than just car or driver, because essentially Williams and Mercedes are driving with the same power unit, with the same engine. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. To get to Mercedes, we have to talk about two other teams uh, that are no longer on the grid. But this is also one of the the great Cinderella stories Mm. of Formula One. So this is the story, the tale, if you will, of Braun GP. So Braun GP. Yes. Strap in. Get ready. The year now is 2008. We are balls deep in a global recession. Yep. Everything's going to shit. Michael's coaching tennis at the University of Michigan. Just bought his house for $220,000, which he will sell mm-hmm. in 10 years for less money than he bought it for. Lily is much younger um, <laughs> and is listening to Paramore's uh, yeah. song, Misery Business, two years after it has come out on right. repeat because she is an emo right. child. Oh, emo uh, child. Emo Got teen. It. I'm okay. a teen. teen. I, also, I give yeah. myself that. I'm a teen uh, <laughs> at this point. Uh, but the, the, the long and short of it is, is the recession. No one's happy. No one yes. has money. F1 is still racing. Which... I mean, I, I, yeah, you would just think at a time like that when the housing markets are, are crashing that Formula One seems even more gratuitous. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So our first main character in the story is Honda. So at this point, they've had a team for, for a couple seasons in the, the mid to late aughts, and things are not going well. They are, okay. you know, like, you know, eighth, ninth place, what's called P8, P9 in the championship okay. out of, you know, 10, 11, whatever teams. They're really not not doing so hot. Yep. And um, Honda says, LOL, JK, we are pulling out of 2009. We're sorry to say that 700 people are about to lose their jobs Shit. amid the holiday season. Right. And um, oopsie daisy, you know, Oops. it's just a real, yep. a real clusterfuck. Yep. Um, and so at the last second, we're at like the pretty much almost literal 11th hour. This guy named Ross Braun, he mm-hmm. is the team principal of the Honda team. He and the CEO, they say, hey, would you be willing to let us buy you out, keep the team, you know, keep, let everyone keep their jobs? And, you know, we'll kind of handle financing for next season for the most part. But we just want to make sure we save the team. Don't let this all kind of go to waste over this little thing, again, called a global economic right. crisis. Right. So uh, Honda ends up saying yes. Okay. And Ross Brown technically on the documents uh, buys a Formula One team for one pound. Wow. Yeah. 
Great. They yeah. kind of just they have to do some type of business transaction and they yeah. they do that. They do one they can't pound, do free. A one pound buyout of this uh of this team. And as if things were not already weird enough, uh we talked in our intro episode about how F1 comes out with new regulations every yep. couple of years yep. to increase competitiveness and and help with safety and all that. Uh new regulations were starting with the beginning of the 2009 season. So this team now has new kind of ownership. Yep. Uh, they have new regulations. They have less money to start out with than they did or under normal circumstances. Most even the, the quote unquote poorer teams on the grid have, yep. you know, 125 million, 135 million for the most part. Uh, if you're a driver on this team, you're like, this sucks. Yeah. You're like, what the this fuck is sucks. going on? And uh, by the way, I'm pretty certain growing up, we had a Honda lawnmower. Just think about that. <laughs> I don't think we had a Mercedes lawnmower. I don't even know if, if Mercedes would make a lawnmower. It'd but, be incredibly expensive, yeah. but it'd probably be very sleek and be very, very sleek, trendy. But yeah, I, you very know, nice. it is it is interesting to think of Honda in this premier racing league when really they probably made the nuts and bolts of their business is like the Honda Civic, maybe the Accord, maybe my lawnmower. I don't know. Yeah. I'll explain the why this happened in a second. But to get to the season, uh, the first race comes around. The two drivers we have are these guys. There's Jensen Button, who's sort of this, I don't want to say almost playboy, but kind of party boy British guy. Jensen Button. Jensen Button. Yep. And uh, and his teammate Rubens Barrichello, who is most known for being the longtime teammate of Michael Schumacher, oh, legendary yeah. F1 driver right. at Ferrari. And they are one of the longest and most successful partnerships in F1 history. Okay, cool. So, uh, so you got Rubens, you've got Jensen. Jensen. They are kind. They were already signed to the team when they yep. were with Honda, so yep. they are just kind of yoloing this whole thing. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. like they're in it for like yeah. the ride too. They have no idea what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. There's not high hopes for Braun GP when they they start you know the qualifying session. And um, Braun GP are winners on their first race appearance, and not only that, it's a one-two finish. They end up going one-two in the first race of the season. Wow! What a result! That's amazing. Sensational job. Sensational job, Jensen. Fantastic. Well done. You deserve it. And then yep. Jensen Button ends up winning six of the first seven races. Whoa. What can I say? What can I say, guys? Oh, you have built me a monster of a car. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this. So Jensen Button in Braun GP right. wins wow. the uh, Rivers Championship. Braun GP walks away at the Constructors title. Wow. Get in there, Jensen. Fantastic. We are world champions. World champions. They are on top of the world. And so, of course, you're probably wondering what the hell happened. Like, yeah. how did they pull that off? Were they cheating? <laughs> no. But okay. they were doing the classic F1 thing of barely not cheating. Um, and, barely and, not cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that should be the name of someone's memoir. It's definitely like the subtitle of F1. It's like Formula right. One, colon, barely not cheating. <laughs> so essentially, the very smart people at the Honda, Braun GP, whatever you want to call it, factory, yeah. are reading through these new regulations. Yeah. And basically, within the engine... There's something called a diffuser, yeah. and that we can go into forever about what it does. Sure. It would just take forever. But essentially what they do is they're supposed to make the diffuser smaller, and what they end up doing is almost splitting it in two and creating what's mm. called now a double diffuser. Double diffuser. So they find this loophole, this very right. specific right. loophole, right. and exploit it to do something funky to this diffuser. So when they innovate their car, obviously there's great 
uh, effort put into keeping that a secret from the other teams. Yes. It, it, it's such an interesting dance between we want you to innovate, but don't be so good that we'll then have to regulate exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting history. Where are they now? A good question. Yeah. We'll get into more of the team history after this break. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So we finally get to the part of the story where Mercedes comes back into the picture here. Late 2000s. It's around the same time. Uh, Mercedes is looking at potentially entering Formula One. For any any kind of organization that wants to enter something like Formula One, 
you have a couple options. So one, you could spend untold amounts of money yeah. and resources building a team from scratch, mm-hmm. right? Developing a car from scratch, building a factory and all of that infrastructure from scratch, which no just, yeah, I think even the most egotistical of billionaires are not that egotistical to where it's they're too like- too much work, yeah, too. Yeah, like, just, even just yeah. like, you know, get the central hub where training is. Too much work. Exactly, yeah. Just like, buy a shit team and try to- Exactly. Yeah. So Mercedes goes the route- that a lot of, you know, up and upstarted teams do. They buy an existing team. Yes. Which team do they buy? Braun GP. Braun GP, Coming of course, out of this very exciting right season. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say this is a great day for us, obviously, um, to start a new season with a Mercedes-Benz Grand Prix team, with an own Formula One team, is something really special for us. This must have been enormous when Mercedes got back in to motorsport. Yes. Is this their debut into Formula One yes. since so the crash? Is, yes. This was huge news. Here's why it's even bigger. Okay. Formula One fans around the world, Michael, are very excited. There you are. You can see the Mercedes-Benz logo behind you. You're returning to Formula One. Tell us what your emotions are like. Mercedes lands seven-time world champion Michael Schumacher. I remember this, to actually. join the team. A fantastic excitement uh, after I got the call from, from Ross in November, providing a silver arrow uh, that I'm going to be able to sit inside and, and throw it around. I mean, that's uh, really great stuff. So Michael Schumacher had famously retired from right. F1, made a big deal out of the retirement. Right. classic. And basically, um, in the ensuing years, Michael Schumacher is basically still at races, like in the paddock. Right. And everyone's like, Michael, you got to do something, man. Like, he just misses it. He, he feels like it really wasn't his time or that right. he was kind of not right. forced out, but people were like, you should be ready to leave. You've won seven of right. these things. The singular focus that it takes to be at that level, which I, I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, none of us know about. Mm-hmm. But then when you just leave, you you don't know how to do anything else. Exactly. You don't even know how to sit and have breakfast with your wife, man. All you know how to do is just think about the race, think about the engine, think about the team, whatever it is. They can't handle it. Yeah. So so we're at the new era. Michael Schumacher, you know, his teammate is a young guy named Nico Rosberg, whose Mm. dad, KK Rosberg, won in Formula One decades prior. So they've got this fun little, uh, very blonde lineup going on <laughs> at the the new Mercedes. And yeah, sure enough, the first couple years are a little rocky. They do eh. You know, like, yeah, like uh, yeah. Michael Schumacher has his worst, I think, three seasons ever in F1, right? right he ends up, right. you know, uh, P8, P9, I think P13. and the- Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards? <laughs> Similarly? Yeah. yeah like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They have Nico Rosberg driving for them, Michael Schumacher driving for them. Okay, big names in motorsport, but actually they weren't particularly successful. So that was Jenny Gao. She's a prominent F1 reporter for the BBC and other media outlets, and she was featured as a commentator in Drive to Survive. Oh, okay. So year on year, they were still looking for that um, winning formula, and they were starting to accrue some of the top personnel. They already had a lot on their books, but then they started to poach others. So, for example, James Allison, um, one of the most successful technical directors in Formula One, was poached from Ferrari and came across to Mercedes. They just started to put in place the best team possible with Nicky Lauda there, former F1 driver and champion, but passed away a couple of years ago. Toto Wolff came on board who, you know, the, between the two of them ran Mercedes. Uh, so we're coming into 2014. Which is when all the rules changed and the engines became hybrid engines. Hybrid like a Toyota Prius? Yes, they're all driving Priuses at this point. <laughs> that would Formula be interesting. One. I would love to see 
Lewis Hamilton drive around in a Prius. <laughs> Going 37 miles an hour. <laughs> exactly. It's a little different. No, <laughs> yeah. they, they are not. Basically, without getting too, too technical, a big part of the regulations in this turbo hybrid era come from the fact that Formula One had started receiving a ton of criticism for not being particularly environmentally sustainable. So a huge part of this in creating engines that run on both fuel as well as electricity is signaling to everyone that F1 takes this seriously. Interestingly, over the course of the last decade, you know, these cars are some of the most efficient when it comes to energy and and power and and fuel usage. And a lot of that technology then is now what we see in cars on the road as well. Hmm, Cool. So just to give you a little bit of comparison here. First, here's what a 2013 Formula One engine sounded like. Okay. So let's listen then when this turbo hybrid era started. Here's what a 2014 engine sounds like. Wow. That's very different. And I would assume, if anything, the car is as equally, if not faster. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the whole idea is, yeah, you're not losing performance. You're just making it more efficient and environmentally friendly. Great. It is odd that every time they change regulation, it, it ultimately changes everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even changing the the point after a touchdown back to the thirty yard line, whatever that took like thirty years of football for them to go make. It, it just it's so much change is so difficult to make, and it seems like Formula One does it often. Maybe what would happen if football did change the rules every you know? Right, and I think that would be years. interesting. Yeah. I, I yeah. would personally just love to see the utter chaos. Take the helmets off. <laughs> you want to solve concussions? No more helmets. <laughs> Because they're not going to use their helmets as weapons. Anyways. You know, no more yeah. pads, just like... Go back to the old school. Yeah. Leather helmets and, uh, yeah, no forward passing. Yeah. You know, why not make it a 200-yard uh, field? See what happens. Sprint Multiple it, you know? footballs. Exactly. Multiple exactly. footballs. Yeah. Completely deflated. No <laughs> yes. no, no yeah. air in them to speak of. Yeah. Just like this weird pigskin <laughs> thing. Skin, You're just kind of... Leather. Yeah, there you go. Uh, something else to note. Before 2014, in 2013, a big announcement is made. Mm. And... Mercedes is bringing in a new driver, and it is a young man named Lewis Hamilton. Everyone thought he was crazy to go across to Mercedes at the time because they weren't a championship contender of a team. People thought he was nuts for leaving McLaren, a historic team that had been around for decades, to go to this weird new shop at Mercedes that had been sprung out of this weird brawn GP right, sitch. Right, right. So uh so yeah, so everyone was was sort of confused, surprised, already saying, you know, like, yeah, he just effed up his career. Right. I won't go too much into Lewis's background because he is the star or one of the two stars of our next episode all about the Mercedes drivers. So Mercedes started winning championships in 2014. Ladies and gentlemen, our 2014 FIA Formula One world champion. And from that point on, it won every championship every year. Mercedes are the champions again, of course, with that result. The teams won the Constructors' Championship for a third consecutive year. Who would have ever thought a few years ago that we would be able to hold the celebration with a fifth consecutive double championship title. Get in there, Lewis. Mercedes, AMG Petronas, seven times. Seven times, mate. Eight consecutive Constructors World Championships. Until... Well, let's see what happens this year. Yeah, so that's that's Mercedes overall to present day. So they were excellent, had an enormous crash, stayed out of the sport for 30 years, mm-hmm. 
came back in through an odd acquirement of basically Honda's team yes. at a third of the price, yeah. made some changes, brought in Lewis Hamilton, and has dominated. Exactly, yeah. It's a very successful um, manufacturer. It provides some of the engines for the other teams as well. Um, and it attracts some of the biggest players um, in Formula One when it comes to drivers, sponsorship, marketing, all of the deals that go around because of its success. Got it. So current present day, so we have these new regs for 2022. And very early on, it became pretty apparent that Mercedes car was not looking as hot Mm. going into 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have an issue that is called porpoising. And the issue is basically that aerodynamically, if they're going very fast, especially in a straight line, the cars bounce up and down very quickly because it's just not aerodynamically sound. Oh, shit. Bouncing up and down. Watch his head. Look at his head, though. I know. This was just it. Let's listen in. It's still bouncing a lot. Okay, copy. You hear the skimming of the floor. I mean, that, that, the trouble is that's, that doesn't do your back any good. It doesn't do your neck much good either. You can't control the car. Did they think about putting bags of kitty litter in the trunk or something? Because that's what you do in Michigan when it's icy out. Yeah, I, I'm sure that crossed sure their that minds. Would, yes, sure that, that was si- very scientific. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Mercedes is at a weird point uh, where... They're not doing horrifically badly. They're right. just not the dominant force. You know, there was a season where they, you know, one of their two drivers won 19 of the races in a season kind of thing. So you go from that to you're, you're, it's like a little bouncy house down a track. Right. <laughs> you know, it feels like a little bit more of a fall. But this is also what's interesting about sport. I mean, Mercedes was out for 30 years. They didn't have to worry about this shit. Once you enter, you now have to win. You know, Mm -hmm. and so they won for a while, but you can't keep winning all the time. They pay the other teams, too, Mm -hmm. to be competitive. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Johan and I were trying to think of a a, a tagline for Mercedes. The one that he came up with, which I think is the best working one for now, is um, they're like the team you you love to hate, right? Because they're they're winning all the time. Is this the New York Yankees of Formula One? Yeah. You know, in, in this turbo hybrid era, that is what Mercedes is. Their team is so disciplined, so dominant. Yep. Obviously, they probably get a little cocky because sure. they're used to just winning sure. everything. Sure, German. They have the best driver, one of the you know best drivers yep. of all time. That's Lewis Hamilton. Yep, Lewis okay. Hamilton. Yeah, so so they're kind of in a weird spot where they have they were a little uncomfortable. They have not been around here in in quite some time, yep. and it's been pretty apparent in interviews that uh, their two drivers are just yeah a, li- a little bit annoyed that uh, okay. you know. They're, they're, they're struggling so much. Well, Lewis, P10 for you today. Do you feel you maximized everything you could in the car, given all the conditions today? I mean, personally, I feel like I maximized everything. I don't know if we did as a team. Who's in charge of Mercedes? I mean, who's making these calls? They do have a pre- Please tell me that the person has a name that sounds like a villain in a Disney movie. <laughs> you, you are in luck. Oh, my gosh. The, the person is a man named Toto Wolf. Of course. These which, names are outrageous. Otherwise known as Daddy Toto. I promise daddy issues. Yeah. Toto is... Yeah, truly an icon of the sport. Um, I'm going to Google him real quick. I'm going to show you. I brought pictures. Oh, you brought Ready? Pictures. Great. This is Daddy Toto Wolf. Okay. Do you so want to describe Toto for everyone? This is a handsome man. This is a handsome man, full head of hair. By the way, everyone in Formula One has a full head of hair. Uh, Everybody. Thanks to a lot of cosmetic cosmetic procedures. Classic German picture of him standing in front of a snow-capped mountain. And, you know... I'm noticing with Formula One, everyone looks and exudes wealth. There's a lot of mm-hmm. layers. Mm-hmm. 
There's nice watches. He's a billionaire, so I hope okay, he exudes that, wealth, yes. That, you know, and I, I hate to draw this comparison, but he looks like me. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, this, this, is a, this is a handsome looking dude. He, he exudes confidence and wealth. He's six foot five. He's very imposing. In the world of Formula One, being six foot five, you might as well be a giant. Yeah, and, and he works out. You can tell he, he works, works out. out. Yeah, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so that, that's that's who they have. I work the team. out, so I can tell that he works out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So that that is Toto Wolf. What up, Toto? The Austrian team principal of the Mercedes F1 team. He is very large, very imposing. Mm-hmm. Toto is kind of known for yeah being this kind of hyper efficient businessman. Okay. Um, he's also very big on if if your ego is getting in the way of the team. He will call you out on yep. it and has no problem yep. being like, you fucked up. You you're need to get up. over it. Yep. Like, go go in a corner and figure it out and come back when you're ready to be a team player. Right. Like, he's not messing around. Toto will put you in check. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck, it's already hard enough trying to drive these things. Now you got this guy in your head. Yeah, he's a pretty intense guy. But he also, yeah, likes to keep things close to the vest. And he's very calculated as to when he he kind of lets those go rip, yeah, right? It, yeah, it, it's a it's a choice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you never feel like he's being impulsive. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's Toto Wolf. All right, Toto. Nice yeah. to meet you, buddy. He he looms large in, uh, and he's also I think an easy person to love to hate too because he is yeah imposing, not uh, a guy where you you would kind of casually be like ah that's someone I'm going to small talk with. You yeah. Know? He <laughs> also there's nothing about him that says underdog. No. You know he is the punching up. Yeah. It's the Mercedes, <laughs> it's the wealth, it's the look, and uh, I think I, I think I've got a grasp on that. Excellent. Yeah. We gotta do a quick break and then we'll be back. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not hundred percent sure yet what to write. Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So I guess overall, if I had to sum up, you know, the pitch for Mercedes, you're, you're sort of like, well, how do you pitch a team to anyone to, to root for? You know, why, why am I buying this $50 hat for, for a team that, that has dominated for close to a decade, right? Um, I, I think there's a lot of good arguments. One, you know, they aren't invincible. So we're seeing a little bit of their uh, their vulnerable side. So if you, you're someone who maybe wants a, a little bit of an underdog flavor without having to commit to like a true underdog at the back right, of the grid, right. you know, Mercedes has that. <laughs> uh, they do have this wacky history with Braun GP. Uh, Yochai, what would what would you add to why Mercedes? Well, I think if you want to make a safe bet, yeah. Mercedes is like, you know, it's a safe bet. They have the history. They have the drivers. They're definitely financed. Yeah, well financed. They, they, are, they have the best engineers, you know. Some some people like to win. Like, if you, if you like your team to win, <laughs> you know. Yohar, are we going to use you popping in, like, on the audio? I like that. First of all, thank you. <laughs> no, it gives another it gives another layer. I, I always like when the producers pop I up. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also say too that if if any team is going to struggle but like figure their shit out, yeah. I'd bet on Mercedes. You know, yeah. whereas there are other teams where it's like, oh, their their car is not good this year. Like, oh, we're fucked for yeah. the entire year. Like, yeah. best of luck to you. Whereas like Mercedes, I'm like, you know, you got some people a couple races in for 2022 already, you know, ruling them out, and I'm yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of races. This there's almost two dozen races this season. I I think. They'll they, figure it out. There's a good chance yeah. that Mercedes is going to figure out whatever the issue is and yeah. at least not be embarrassing for the rest of the season. Yeah. You know what I'm finding interesting about this is so much of sport, it's kind of determined who you're supposed to cheer for based on where you're from. Yeah. What's interesting about Formula One, it's such a mix of nationalities. You're essentially picking either the brand, mm-hmm. like I love this brand so much I want to cheer for Mercedes or Williams. I don't even know what Williams is, but... <laughs> Essentially, you're picking the personality of the either the the principal mm-hmm. or the two drivers. It lends itself to some heartache because you know the drivers are going to leave eventually. Mm-hmm. They're going to go every mm-hmm. so. It's it's interesting that like I get to pick a team, but that's also what everybody gets to do. Yeah, because it's not like oh shit, I'm from Detroit. I have to be a Lions fan. You know, yeah. I get to actually decide what team I want to. Be a oh, fan totally. of. Totally. Yeah. I think I just described the whole podcast. It's just now hitting me in the head of what this is. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, welcome. Episode two. Episode you two. only took two full episodes to uh, to get unless, to the heart of it. Unless, unless I'll just say, unless you're Italian. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I don't, and I don't know that. Is there, there's a clear oh, Italian team? We'll get to Ferrari. Ferrari. And okay, don't, of course, don't, just of course. you wait. So I'll say this. I understand the, uh, the compulsion of maybe finding a Mercedes team to support and love. Uh, I want something a little not as uh for sure. Mm-hmm. I want something a little more underdoggy. Ooh, yes. I don't need 
my team principal to have a seven camera professional photo shoot in front of a snow mountain. I want there to be a little more grit if that's so if and, and I don't know anything about Lewis Hamilton or the other drivers. You have to have grit to be successful. But uh my initial take on Mercedes is this is a hateable team. I don't need that elegant brand logo in my life personally. Mm-hmm. So you need you need Toto to have a little more dirt on his face. He's too uh it, it, I just it, it it feels a little too constructed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I might I, be right. I might be wrong. I don't know. And for for any listener disagreeing with me, keep in mind this is the very first team principal I've ever met. <laughs> so I don't. I can't really compare him to anyone else. Right exactly. Now. Yeah. You yeah. didn't even know that was the word. I didn't the, even know the that phrase was the word. Yeah. 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 So uh, so yeah. So that's the that that's kind of the story and history of Mercedes. Uh, that's that's where we're coming from, and okay. we're using that information to set the scene for next episode we're going to drive we're going to drive we're going to dive into the two current drivers on this team uh you've got lewis hamilton seven-time world champion uh considered uh, a goat if not the goat of formula one greatest of all time and then you have his new teammate as of this season george russell who is out here trying to prove himself after a few funky weird years on a not so great team right in the sport. So that will be the next episode. And I think we should be driving into each episode. We're not know. diving. This is a driving. A real missed opportunity on yeah, my part. Yeah, wow. I, on, <laughs> you know, we should all just pack it up and go home. I've, I've completely missed the boat on that uh, one. Oh, damn it. It was a good mistake. <laughs> this has been Choosing Sides F1, a production of Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. Tune in later this week. To learn all about the Mercedes drivers. The show is hosted by Michael Costa and Lily Herman. This episode was produced by Lily Herman and our senior producer, Yochai Maital, who also did the sound design. At the Cutting Room Studios, we're recorded by engineer Rob O'Leary. Mastering by Cello Weisblum. Max Miller is the executive producer. And Brennan Getchus is head of audio at SI Studios. At iHeartRadio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us and tell your friends. It'll mean a lot. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.